Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. So I gave you a, I gave you a puzzle piece when you came in. I want you I want you to take that out. Oh, you missed one? Here, I'll get you one. There you go. There you are. Thank you, girl. No problem. So take a look at your puzzle piece for a second. Do you think your puzzle piece looks anything like anyone else's? No. And should it? No, right? And when we look at our puzzle piece all by itself, we kind of go, I wonder what this is all about, right? It doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense until we take a look at what the picture is. Right? But even then, even then with looking at the picture, we can look at the one piece and go, hmm, where does that go? Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like you're a piece and you're not sure where you fit? Hmm. Do I belong? Did I get in the wrong box? <laughs> right? Right. Not only where do I fit in the puzzle, but yeah, I'm not so sure I'm in the right box. <laughs> and we can wonder, what is it that I can do to help when we see all the stuff around us? We look at our church and we go, well, how am I a part of that? What can I possibly do to make a difference? I'm not talented like other people here. I don't have ideas. I don't have leadership skills. Can't play an instrument. Yet, don't don't ask me to stand up here and say anything. Um, It just seems like all of the jobs or the things are just so much bigger. More than what I could do. So how do we fit? And how do we figure out where we fit, and what it is we're supposed to be doing. The Bible shows us, and we're going to go to three different passages, and so we're, we're not going to stay in any one of them very long, and we're just going to take little snippets out of them. But I, I just want to say before we get going, take some time and look at each of those passages on your own this week, because there's more in there than what I'm going to be able to touch on today. But there are three things that God shows us in his word about figuring out where it is that we fit. Because make no mistake, you fit here. There's a reason why you're part of this church. The first thing that we have to, we have to acknowledge is different. Absolutely different. Each one of us is different, and it's no fluke. It's not a mistake. You're not weird. <laughs> God made you the way you are for a specific reason. Let's go to 1 Corinthians Chapter 12, we're going to look at verse 12, and then we're going to jump down to verses 21 and 22. Pages are sticky today, it's humid, so just give me a nod when you're there, and then we'll get going. I'm not going to jump ahead of you. How are we doing? We're there? All righty. 
So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, reading verse 12, and then we'll jump down to 21. The body is a unit. Though it is made up of many parts, and though all of its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. Down to 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, well, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. So we're different for a reason. The body has many different parts on purpose. It kind of makes my head explode when I think about all the different parts the body has. The physical body, right? Like There's so many. And we need all of those parts. Have you ever stubbed your little toe? It kills, right? And in that moment, you're like, my goodness, I didn't realize all that I do with that little toe. As far as walking and moving, there isn't one part of the body that is more important than another. And Paul says that here. And as you read more, he goes on to say, not only is it not important, you're going to find that those ones that you think aren't important are actually the most important. And it's the same in our faith community. You may think that there is this, this little thing that needs to be done and that's all you could do and, and it's not important. Well, you know what? In God's economy, <laughs> those are usually the things that are the most important. We need each other. And we need each other to be different. Because if we're not different, we can't be a whole body. We can't be complete. Otherwise, we end up just being a bunch of eyes or a bunch of feet. And that's pretty useless. We end up not being complete. So that's the first thing about our fit, is knowing that we're different. The second one is about equipped, about being able. And it's interesting because quite often we get this backwards. We think, oh, I've got to know how to do it. I've got to be able to do it. But when we look at the Bible, that's not the way it goes. <laughs> Let's go to Matthew chapter 4, first book of the New Testament. And we're going to read verses 18 and 19. My pages are sticking too. We'll get there. How are we doing? Everybody there? Oh, some people are still flipping. There now? Yeah. How about this side? We good? Yeah. All right. Great. All right. So Matthew 4, 18 and 19. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said and I will make you fishers of men. Hmm. These were fishermen, not preachers, not teachers, not leaders. He didn't say to Peter, you know, you know in about a year's time, you're going to be standing up and you're going to be preaching in front of 3,000 people. So you best get yourself over to school and figure out how to do that, right? He didn't do that, did he? And he didn't say to his brother, 
well, you can come along too, but you better go to school and figure out how to get some leadership training and, because there's going to be a whole lot of people that are going to need to be figured out and managed. And He didn't do that. He said, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Come, do what I'm telling you, and I will give you everything you need, every skill, everything to get it done. And so he took these men and they became preachers and teachers and leaders. These fishermen who were chopping up bait and throwing it into nets, I wonder if they ever paused and thought that they would be the men that changed the world. Because that's what they did. And all because they didn't get hung up on the fact that they didn't have what it took when Jesus said, come and do it. They listened. The third thing we have, to, we have to recognize when we're looking at fit is try it. Who here buys shoes online? Anybody? No? Why? Because we've got to try them on. We can know our shoe size. We could even go into Walmart and say, oh, yeah, that's a size 7. It looks okay. And not put it on our feet. Come home with the box, put it on, and go, oh, this wasn't a good choice right? We have to try it on to know. And we see this in the Bible, and not talking about shoes, but we see, and we're going to go to Exodus, which is the second book in the Old Testament, and we're going to see how there God showed that you got to try it first. So Exodus chapter 13, and we're going to read verses 20 and 22. How are we doing? Everybody find it? We're good? Okay, here we go. After leaving Succoth, they camped at Etham on the edge of the desert. By day, the Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them on their way, and by night in a pillar of fire, so that they could travel by day or night. Neither the pillar of cloud nor the pillar of fire by night left its place in front of the people. What's interesting about this passage is that before we get here, something pretty significant happened for the Israelites. They had been in slavery in Egypt, right? And God freed them from that. But when does the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire show up? not until they left Egypt and they're sitting close to the Red Sea. So this is where we see God says, you got to try it. I've called you to do something. You got to try it. And once they take that step and try it, that's when the cloud comes. That's when the fire comes. He doesn't leave them. He guides them every step of the way. Was it a straight path? Uh-uh. They did a whole bunch of circles, didn't they? A lot of them. They were going sideways and backwards and all over the place. But he never left them, and he always guided them. Have you ever tried to get a rock to go in the right direction, like a great big boulder? 
How does that go? It doesn't, it doesn't work so well, does it? Right? And it's the same with us. If we're sitting still, it's pretty hard. It's pretty hard for us to be listening to God and for him to actually be able to guide us. We have to get moving. We often have to try things before God will give us further direction. And we're all different, right? Some of us, deep down inside of us somewhere, there's a teacher or a painter or a counselor or some are hosts or some are listeners. You might be, help, might be called to do something in this church with kids. And I know right now, we're not seeing any of them. But that doesn't mean they're not coming, right? So maybe he's stretching you that way. Maybe he wants you to start a small group or co-lead a small group so that you learn how to lead one. Or maybe it's helping with an event here. Who knows what it is exactly? Maybe it's figuring out how to run that soundboard over there and taking that over. Just try it and see what God does. And that seems, that can seem a little scary, right? So how do, we, how do we go about from going from zero to 60, as they often say, right? How do we get this going? Well, in as much as we don't have to be equipped, it's also good to know who we are and how God's made us. So doing a spiritual gifts test to figure that out. And if you haven't done any of that before, you can find one online. And if that ends up being a problem, contact Pastor Evan and Pastor Brad. They'll help you get connected to that so you can figure out how God made you. And that can help get going. And then just start serving anywhere. Now that sounds weird, doesn't it? But it's true. Because the thing is, is that even if you don't know if this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing forever, you can say to somebody, I'd like to try this. Let's just do this for a few months. Let's see what happens. And then after that, you can evaluate and say, well, yeah, th- yeah, I, I think this is it. I think this is where God wants me to be. And if not, he will guide you to what it's supposed to be. A lot of you don't know my story, but um, we lived in Ontario seven years ago. And God called us to come to Nova Scotia. And we listened, and we came to Nova Scotia. And then he called me into ministry when we got here. That was scary. I was not equipped. I often tell people if God told me that he was going to bring me to Nova Scotia and make me a pastor, I would have went to Saskatchewan. Because it's a lot to absorb, a lot to figure out. But he does equip us after he calls us. And even in all of that, we have to remember the reason why we're serving. It's not to give ourselves value. It's not because we, we have to do it and have to do it from the sense of that's what I have to do in order to make God happy. That's not it. We serve because he asks us to and because it gives us purpose. 
What happens to a body if it just lays in a bed for a long time? It goes soft. Exactly. It's no mistake that the church is called a body. We are to be active. And when we're not, we fall apart. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways. Thank you.